Well, hello there and welcome to the Speak Up with Laura Camacho podcast. This is episode 221 and we're already into 2024, a new year. It's kind of exciting. And this episode is a short one. Every once in a while, I create these very focused podcast episodes where I don't interview anyone and I stick to one topic and I give you the skinny on it. And that's what this is about. Today is about being articulate. I thought to start off the new year, everyone would like to be more articulate. I'll tell you more about the kinds of questions that people ask me that let me know that's what they really want. But first of all, Welcome to the Speak Up with Laura Camacho podcast. I'm super happy that you're here. You may know that we are number two in the world for communication podcasts. And so our goal now is to become number one. And I would appreciate it if you enjoyed this podcast, if you would leave us a five-star review on iTunes that will help other people. It can literally be just one word, life-changing. If you hyphenate it, that makes it one word. Anyway, what is this podcast about? For those of you who are new, it's about better communication, better conversations, being more interesting because basically everybody listening, communication is at least 80% of what we do. I would say probably it's more like 99% of what we do. And to be effective, you must be able to get your point across. You must be able to persuade other people and you must be likable. Now that's controversial for some of you, but it's true. People have to know you, trust you, and like you. And, you know, how do you do that? And so it's, this is supposed to be definitely educational, but it should be entertaining also. If you're not entertaining, then you might as well just stay home. And for some of us, being entertaining is not easy. It doesn't come naturally. Those of you who have been accused of being too blunt, that includes me, we're the ones that have the trouble being entertaining because our tendency, our default is to just go to the point. Anyway, I'm just going to mention our sponsor for today's episode, which is the book, The Practical Guide to Effective Communication. You get recognized for the value you already contribute. It is the most packed communication skill book you will ever find. If you don't think you need it, I know you know someone who does. Buy a copy for everyone on your team. I promise you the investment will pay off by orders of magnitude. Find it on Amazon. Search for The Practical Guide to Effective Communication by Laura Camacho and get a copy for your team. That's cheaper than paying for a workshop. If you just read a few chapters of it, you'll be so far ahead. Each chapter really covers a lot. It is entertaining because when you're writing, it's sometimes easier to be entertaining. So today I'm going to talk about what does it mean to be articulate? Like I'm going to define the term because a lot of people come to me wanting to be more articulate. I'm going to give you some examples from a written author who's very articulate. I mean, he's definitely one of the most articulate people on the planet. And then I'm going to give you my five steps to being articulate. It's not something that you do from one day to the next. It's a process. It's a reflection of your thinking process, actually. So by setting the goal of being more articulate, you are going in the process to become a better thinker. So you're welcome. So as I mentioned, this is a short episode. So I'm going to just get to the point. What does it mean to be articulate? 
according to dictionary.com, it means having or showing the ability to speak fluently and coherently, or the verb to express an idea or feeling fluently and coherently. And I would say that's a bit of a low bar. I think that people that I talk to would want more than that. They would like to be pithy, witty, clear, interesting, intelligent. A lot of times people tell me, I want to come across as intelligent. And this is what I say to them. And this is what I'm going to say to you. If you are intelligent, if you're listening to this podcast, you're in the top, I don't know what percent, but you're way up there because this is only interesting to nerds. <laughs> so so by, if you listen to this podcast, by definition, you are extremely intelligent. So you really don't need to worry about it. Nevertheless, you can set the goal of, I want my messages to be intelligent. So instead of you focusing on yourself, like, do I sound intelligent enough? Because if you go too far down that road, you're just going to be boring. You're going to be boring as heck. And I have made that mistake early in my professional life in job interviews, worrying too much about being intelligent and sounding intelligent and competent. And what happens is that you focus on that so much that you miss emotional connection. If people don't connect with you, they will not hire you. They will not hire you to work for them. They will not hire you to do a service for them. There has to be emotional connection. So yes, you want to have intelligent arguments. You want to have intelligent things to say, but you don't need to worry about sounding intelligent too much. Yes. I think if you remind yourself that you are intelligent, then you will sound intelligent. And I know a lot of you, a lot of you out there, English is your second language or third or fourth. That means you're doubly, triply, or quadruply intelligent because you've got all these words in your head and ways of saying things and cultural references from different cultures. I'm aware I have five grandchildren now, all two are under. And so the two-year-old has been, she spent two or three, three weeks so far because her dad is deployed as an officer on a nuclear submarine. And so her mom is here with the two-year-old and a five-month-old baby. So I'm helping out. And two-year-olds are definitely medieval. Like they are irrational, crazy people. But I'm speaking Spanish to her. So she's learning Spanish and English. And she'll say the word that's easier. Like she'll say agua instead of water, but she'll say hot instead of caliente. I'm not trying to make her be fully bilingual, although that would be great. But I know that exposure to different words, to a wider vocabulary at an early age develops your intelligence. So just a little reminder to read good books to your children. Don't just read Disney stuff. That's garbage. Read real books to your kids. All right. Sorry about that. That was a segue, but a segue with a purpose. You want to develop your vocabulary. I'm going to give you a tool for doing that. But don't worry too much about the words. But that is the tell. That's the I'm not sure if I'm using the right words. And a lot of that is a new concern because of DEI, because of microaggressions. There's more fear of offending people. But I think if you focus on being clear that you're going to be fine. All right. So I told you what being articulate is. It's just expressing yourself well. I'm going to read to you three sentences uh, or three little sections, very short. They're just brilliant. There's an author. He's a mathematician and philosopher named Nassim Nicholas Taleb, T-A-L-E-B. 
And this is from his book, Anti-Fragile, which came out several years ago. Uh, the subtitle is Things That Gain From Disorder. It's a beautiful concept. It's like more than resilience. It's when things, bad things happen to you or you get hurt coming back stronger and better than before. The guy is so interesting to read. So I'm just going to read to you a few sentences and you can see what real articulate use of English sounds like. If you see fraud and you do not say fraud, you are a fraud. Just as being nice to the arrogant is no better than being arrogant to the nice, being accommodating towards anyone committing a nefarious action condones it. So guys, those of you who are my direct friends, this guy, that was super direct, super clear, and yet very articulate. Here's another example. That was on page 15. This is on page 93. A turkey is fed for a thousand days by a butcher. Every day confirms to its staff of analysts that butchers love turkeys with increased statistical confidence. The butcher will keep feeding the turkey until a few days before Thanksgiving. Then comes the day when it is not really a very good day for the turkey. Is he being pretty direct? I would say so. And yet he's using an analogy, a, a very powerful analogy about statistics and, you know, data. We're all data driven. Well, data can be manipulated. So that's an example of that. And then this is one sentence from page 202, starting a chapter. He says, I am writing these lines in an appropriate place to think about the arrow of knowledge. Abu Dhabi, a city that sprang out of the desert as if watered by oil. Instead of saying a product of the oil empire or the oil industry as if watered by oil. And by the way, Nicholas Nassim or Nassim Nicholas Taleb, English is his second or third or fourth language. So he's not a Native American or British person. He speaks a lot of languages and he's from the Middle East. I believe he's Lebanese. So that's how eloquence really sounds like. That's how being articulate, that's like the apex. But that's not what we're really going for today. I mean, maybe we'll get there, but that's a journey. What I want is for you to become more articulate in that next conversation than you were yesterday. That's our goal. So what is the first one? The first thing you have to do, they all start with the letter S. How clever was I? You have to speak up more. I know some of you, this is not an issue. You speak up all the time, so that's fine. But those of you who are waiting until you sound like, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. in the I Have a Dream speech, you're waiting for that day and to speak up. No, no, no. You have to start practicing. Being eloquent, being articulate is a skill. It's a set of many skills, including syntax, sentence structure, and vocabulary. You have to practice. You have to say things that are not as articulate today so that you train yourself to be more articulate. So I want you to speak up more often in meetings, not to hear the sound of your voice, but to practice being articulate. I want you to think clarity. How can I be clear? You must be clear before you are articulate. That's the most important thing for you to get from this whole podcast. Clarity is kindness. If you are 
trying to be articulate and people don't understand what you're saying. You're just saying gobbledygook. So articulate is like a byproduct of all the things I'm telling you. One is to speak up more often and in that process, focus on being clear. Clarity is kindness. When people understand what you're saying, even if they don't like it, it's better than not understanding or being misled. I was reading a contract. They put the wrong amount. It was for an event I was doing. They put a much lower price than the actual price. And at first I was like, oh, they're giving me this huge discount. Well, no, they weren't. I would have preferred to that they had gotten it right the first time. So clarity is kindness. Speak up, number one. Number two, you need to sell it. You need to sell it before you tell it. And you've heard me say that before. But that is part of being articulate is that you give people a reason to listen to you. And that's going to help you develop your articulate quality. And it's going to help you develop your portfolio of metaphors and interesting ways of saying things and interesting words by learning to give the benefits to the audience why you're going to say something before you say it. For example, if you become more articulate, you will be perceived as more intelligent and more competent and a better leader. So you might as well start now. There are benefits to that. And as you know, there are people who are articulate who are not the brightest bulbs in the box, but they are very articulate and they know their ideas and they're able to express them in a way that sounds appealing and attractive and intelligent. So that's an example of selling it before you tell it. So to recap, Speak up, be clear, sell it. Number three, S, structure. People cannot follow what you're saying if it's too long or there's no structure. There has to be a beginning, middle, and end. So the beginning could be, I'm selling it, this is the benefit. And then the second thing could be, this is the point. And the ending thing could be, do you have any questions? Or what do you think? It could be, I have three things to say about this topic, or I have three concerns about this project, the rule of three. The structure could be goal, problem, solution. Many of you have learned goal, problem, solution is a great structure, but remember we have attention spans of a moth, so give it some structure, and that will help you be more articulate. S number four is the sizzle. That's the fun part. That's the part you all want or we all want, I've been working on this for a long time, and you need to start a sizzle file. Mine is analog, of course. It's a page in my journal, and every time I use up a journal, I start a new one, a sizzle file of fun words. My sizzle file are just words and expressions that I find interesting. Where do I get them from? Other emails, podcast guests, podcast speakers on other podcast people that I think are funny. So I'm going to read you some from mine. Fact-free zone, winning at life, wildly untalented, resting serial killer face, communication physics, ask phobia, emotional hemophiliac, life-altering wisdom, Byzantine complexity, Unburdened by competence. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Swagger, behold, apostrophe issue. My life as a dentist. Telegraph, exorcism, obsessed, avalanche. Okay, so those are some words that you don't hear 
in business context because the business vocabulary is by definition limited because clarity is kindness. So you're not going to hear a lot of creative words unless you work in an advertising agency or marketing. But you can make your messages more articulate by using your sizzle file. Just sprinkle them in, start with your emails because emails are easier to be more articulate because you can work on them before you hit send. And as you incorporate some of these fun but clear evocative words that make you think, oh, that catch your attention. It's like a tickle. It's like a dark chocolate for your brain. It's like, oh, this is, it's not like, oh, you're awesome. No, it's like, I hope you're doing splendidly. I hope your day's going swimmingly. Black tie optional tonight. Those are the kinds of things that add the sizzle. And finally, the last S is to slow down. That will help you sound intelligent. It will help your brain work more clearly, better. Why? Because people can understand you more easily. And at the end of the day, that's what needs to happen. People need to understand your point of view. So I'm going to review these again. Number one is speak up, focus on clarity. Number two, sell it before you tell it. Number three, have some kind of structure. Number four, work on your sizzle and your sizzle file. And number five, slow down. You work on these, I promise you, you're going to be more articulate in your very next conversation and your very next email. And I expect magnificent things to happen to you this year as a result of your becoming more articulate. Please keep in touch. My website is www.speakupwithlaura.com. Please write me. Hello at speakupwithlaura.com. I'd love to know what do you think? What would you like to have on a future episode? What skill would you like for me to talk about? Is there someone you would like for me to interview? Must be an interesting person. This is all about not being boring. In fact, somebody sent somebody who's not in my audience said, oh, I interviewed these three or four people and I think you should look at them. And my manager listened to some of their podcasts and she said, boring, super boring. They were all boring. So no, we may make many mistakes, but being boring is not going to be one of them. Have a great day and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.